0: From the studios of Teeing it Up in the Swampson, of Jersey in Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint for week 12, November 20, what are we, 6th, I believe? Uh, 2017, week 12, National Football League. Luke Morrow, Jeremy Schilling, good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, it's an interesting uh, place where we are in the National Football League right now. Um, Because we've cleared Thanksgiving, there's no more buys, and we've got some really bad teams in the American football conference trying to compete with the Patriots. Yeah, that's been the issue with the NFL this year. You look at the
1: schedule today, there's only one game today, we'll we'll get to it shortly, but only one game today that features two teams with a winning record. There's only one Thursday, so overall, in this week, weekend, that includes every team playing, you only have two matchups uh, out of the sixteen that includes two winning teams, um, you talk about all the issues off the field with the NFL this year or you know on the sidelines, if you will, uh, but I think the biggest issue has just been the lack of, of really talent and talented teams, with a large part being because of the injuries. but uh, tonight will be a big game for the Steelers uh, it 's obviously a must win against the Packers to try to keep up with the Patriots because there are a few teams that that are doing so right now.
0: And speaking of the Packers, I, I was out to dinner with some Packer fans on, on Monday who still claim they would have only two or three losses if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt. The line is that thin sometimes.
1: Yeah, that that could be that certainly could be the case, um, and uh, you know it it goes towards what I've been saying really throughout Rodgers' career that he's the the one player keeping that team together, and I think he is the most valuable player to any team. In the league, you uh, saw the Patriots without Tom Brady before, and they still almost made the playoffs. The Packers without Aaron Rodgers, or something like you know, close to three and fifteen without him, and uh, just looked miserable without him compared to with him. They were shut out last week for the first time before he even entered the league. So. Uh, what a drop-off for Green Bay. and A lot of teams are dealing with that right now, losing a very important pieces to their teams and struggling with uh, trying to make up for it.
0: All right, so let's dive into this, and we'll start with uh, your Vikings who spent... Uh, well, well. first of all, were, were you calm on Thanksgiving? Were you nervous? Were you agitated? Were you excited? And then number two, this team just keeps on rolling. You're 9-2 and two now. 9-2. and two. Yeah, hard to believe. Uh,
1: you know, all those feelings on Thanksgiving... Last year was the first time they played on Thanksgiving since 1998, and that was against the Cowboys. This was the first time they played the Lions, I think, since like the year I was born. Um, and I always asked for them to play on Thanksgiving. I thought it would be cool. And then last year I spent it watching the game on a bus, uh, traveling for work. And this year I was able to get home for Thanksgiving for the first time in a few years. But then you're watching the game and you got the relatives all around and everything. And, and uh, my brothers and I are all stressed out in the living room. So. After going through it for two years, I think I'd prefer if we didn't play on Thanksgiving moving forward. But nonetheless, it was a great win, seven in a row now. And I think the way he's playing and the team's playing, Case Keenan almost has to start to enter the MVP conversation because of uh, how much he's keeping this team afloat, especially when you compare it to the Packers when they lose Aaron Rodgers. They can't win a game at home. They can't score a point at home. Meanwhile, Case Keenan comes in for the Vikings, their third option at the quarterback position. And we've uh, come to seven straight wins while making only two million dollars this year, compared to Mike Glennon getting paid sixteen
0: million. Wow. Okay, that 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 is an interesting stat. So let's look at this playoff picture. And um, believe it or not, you right now would be the two seed at nine and two, right behind the Eagles. Uh, is this for real? Is this? Is this a legitimate Super Bowl contender or is this the Eagles um, situation to lose? Is, is it the Saints? W- where do you put this upstart Viking team? Remember, it was just two weeks ago. I was asking you if, if Teddy Bridgewater was going to finish the season. Now I don't think you can take Case Keenum out.
1: Yeah, and I think this was Zimmer's plan all along. I kind of gave him a hard time uh, last week or two weeks ago about being vague and leaving it open and keeping the quarterback controversy going, but When you look at the three games that Keenum has played since Bridgewater's been activated, I mean, those are the three best games of his career, so I think Zimmer, this is all part of his plan to have that mindset for Keenum that, hey, this could be my last game if I don't play well, and that's what's helped him perform at his best, because he doesn't want to lose this job. Uh, I think the Vikings are certainly for real. Uh, I would not be too, I don't want to say too worried, but I'd be confident in uh, their matchup against the Eagles, especially if it was at home. I think if the Vikings could get the number one seed, that would be huge as opposed to having to go to Philadelphia if it comes to that in the postseason. But, I mean, you look at what's done, they, they beat the Saints and the Rams, the two teams closest to the Vikings. They beat them both by uh, 16 points or more. Uh, they, both games weren't even close. Now, granted, they were both in Minnesota, but with the Vikings being the two seed, everyone would have to come to them as opposed to Philadelphia. So, uh, under Mike Zimmer, the Vikings are 28-3 and when they score 21 points. That's all that offense does to do. Now they're top ten in offense this year, which is hard to believe with Keenum. So uh, with how good that defense is, it requires very little from the offense. And right now, Pat Shermer is uh, the puppet master calling the plays. He's doing an excellent job to get the most out of Keenum. And to make sure that offense reaches just 21 points, because that's typically enough for a win.
0: Vikings are the two seed right now. The Panthers are the five seed right now. They face the Jets today in what is a very weird game for the Jets, which which we'll get to in a second. You've watched a lot more NFC football than I have, Luke. What am I seeing today with the Panthers?
1: The Panthers, I'm still not sold with the Panthers. Um, They're they're, they're an odd odd team. We saw them beat the Patriots in New England this year, and then we saw them lose uh, against the Bears by two touchdowns, scoring just three points. Since that Bears loss, they've won three in a row and that came around the time they got rid of Kelvin Benjamin, which is kind of a wake-up call for that offense. Uh, it just depends what Panthers team shows up. That defense is really good. It's an underrated defense. But Cam Newton is still a little inconsistent with that offense for Carolina. Uh, I am curious to see how they do today. On the road against uh, still a tough Jets team, and I hear weather may be a little bit of an issue for them as well, especially offensively.
0: Well, it, it, it's there's no rain issues or anything. It's just windy. It's very windy here, and it's cold. So if they've not prepared for wind or cold, that could be an issue. Uh, this is one of those Meadowlands kicking games that always gets interesting. Um, this Jet team comes off a bye, comes off by far the worst offensive performance of the year against Tampa, comes off what a lot of Jet fans expected, and now we are a team, Luke, that is in the middle of no man's land, because you look at this team, we're, we're right now four and six, we'd be, we're... we're uh, right now, the last wild card spot, which is Baltimore, is 5-5. Five and five. So we're not that far out of a playoff seed, potentially, in the very weak AFC. And yet, we're also on track to get like the 15th pick in the draft and be in no man's land for a quarterback. I think, ideally, the Jets would love to um, call the season either, yes, we're going to go for it all, or no, we're going to play Hackenberg and Petty and figure out what we've got. But we've got to keep playing... Um, Josh McCown and keep seeing what we've got against a team that, as I said, was flat offensively right before the bye against Tampa. And you don't know what this team will be now. There were grumbles in the locker room after the Tampa game. Now you wonder what they'll be like today. They did sign Lucky Whitehead to the practice squad. I don't know if he was activated or not, but if Lucky Whitehead was activated, he was supposed to be the Jets' kick returner this year. They've gotten almost nothing out of the kicking game. Uh, kick return and punt return game. Um, Curly's been decent in the punt return game, so that's just something to watch today. But I have no idea what to expect out of the Jets today or the rest of the season. I think they're teetering on, um, on what will happen here.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you know, we knew this would be the tough part of the schedule. The second half here, they've lost four or five, and now uh, of their final six games, uh, five of the six are against teams that currently have a, a winning record. So that starts today. You have to find a way to beat the Panthers at home to stay in this playoff picture, and maybe that bye week will help. You know, you have two weeks to prepare for a team. Um, man, maybe that gives the Jets an advantage at home. We'll see.
0: It's going to be um, very weird. I, I honestly don't know what to expect, and we'll see um, how this goes today for them. When Jim Nance did his weekly radio spot, Luke uh, in San Francisco this week, he was absolutely giddy. Just Totally giddy. Um, and uh, Lucky Whitehead, I, know, I don't believe was activated, by the way, um, was absolutely giddy that cross-flexes exist because it went from a dull Denver-Oakland game in the, in, 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 in the double-headed way to the Saints-Rams. Upstart Rams, surprising um, Saints. This is a really interesting football game and a matchup I think we, we could see uh, come January. Um And to me, this is a great test for Jared Goff because you know Sean Payton's got a great football mind. He's going to really try to throw in some wrinkles here for Goff, even though, you know, Payton's an offensive guy, but I'm sure his coaching staff will want to see if they can throw Goff off guard and what is the biggest game of his NFL career.
1: Yeah, this is an exciting game. Uh, This is the one game that features the two winning teams, and it's a big game for these two for seeding to try to one-up one another. Uh, In the NFC picture right now, with the number three seed being on the line for these two. This afternoon, um, I mean, the over-under is set for 54 points, so they're expecting fireworks. Uh, it's in L.A. Typically, that would mean bad things to the Saints. They haven't been as good a road team of late, but they're uh, leading the league in rushing yards over the past, uh, I think it's uh, six weeks or something like that. So this team can travel now because they can run the ball. Drew Brees doesn't have to do as much. The defense has been better of late. It's a different Saints team than really we've ever seen during breezes time there um, where they got all the pieces around him. So it'll be interesting to see how they... They do go into L.A. against the top uh, offense in the league in terms of points scored. But, you know, I felt going into that game last week for the Rams against the Vikings when I finally paid close attention to that offense leading up to the game. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of college stuff, a lot of screens, a lot of play action, a lot of trickery, uh, jet sweeps, you know, uh, movement at the line. Um, And the Vikings felt after the game that they really exposed the Rams. The Rams had seven points and 250 yards. They couldn't do a thing. And it all... Starts to the run game. If you could slow down Todd Gurley, I still don't think Jared Goff can stand in the pocket and beat you. He lives off of the play action. He lives off of staying ahead of the chains. A lot of easy passes. He doesn't really stand in the pocket very long. They're either moving him. They're getting the ball out of his hands quick. So when you can throw that offense off, they're in big trouble. Uh, and so even though they're averaging like thirty points a game, this offense to me still seems kind of like a mirage. And so I'm curious to see it today. Keep up with Drew Brees.
0: Yeah. Um... I, I, I was going to ask what your thoughts on, on, on the Rams are. This is the biggest NFL game in the Coliseum in years. I'm very curious to see what the attendance is, too. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on this Rams defense overall when you saw them last week?
1: Yeah, going into that game, the Rams are the number one offense, the number one, uh, the uh, rather, the uh, number three defense. And they'll have 24 points. The Weston missed a couple of kicks, it should have been 30 points. Uh, and they only scored seven. And you look at the Rams' schedule, not to take anything away from them because you know they're having a good year. They're putting up great numbers. They're blowing out teams. But you look at some of the teams they beat, they beat the Texans without Watson. They beat the Giants, uh, the Cardinals. Uh, even the Jaguars are good this year, but, but you know that offense can be a little shaky at times. They beat the Niners, the Colts. So they beat a lot of bad teams. And the only losses that they've had this year are the Redskins, the Seahawks, and the Vikings who uh, all have pretty good defense. Obviously, the Seahawks and the Vikings are over 500. The Redskins are struggling up late. So uh, the Niners have taken advantage of a really easy schedule to this point. They have the Saints today. They have the Eagles in two weeks. The Seahawks again after that. Uh, this is when we'll see what the Rams are made of here over this this final month.
0: This is a 15-minute radio show, and we've spent the first 12 minutes and 50 seconds talking about three things. So now we're going to get really fast, which shows you the weakness of this um uh, program. I told you, Baltimore was the sixth seed right now. Baltimore faces Houston Monday Night Football. The fact that Baltimore is the sixth seed and has played some of the worst football I've seen in years, I think, says everything about the AFC. I don't believe they're legitimate at all. No,
1: they are not. I mean, uh, Tom Savage is playing in this game and yet he's probably not even the worst quarterback in this game. Uh, Joe Flacco's been terrible. That offense has been terrible. The Ravens are
0: not good. No, and then you've got the Kansas City Chiefs that have basically let everyone down. They're 6-4. and four. They face Buffalo. It's 5-5. Five and five. This is two teams that, are, that have disappointed basically everyone. Uh, the Chiefs basically only have the AFC West lead because the rest of, the, of that division has been atrocious. Um this is a a big moment for the Chiefs to try to get themselves on the right path after they they did not perform well after the bye. And Buffalo, I think, is, I mean, you you make a horrible quarterback change. Who is starting today for the Bills, by the way?
1: I believe they've gone back to
0: Tyrod Taylor. Yes, which is what they should have stayed with from from the beginning. Uh, This is two teams that have some really interesting questions to answer, but I don't think anybody actually cares enough to watch the football game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know what the Bills were doing last week. I mean, they were 5-4. and four. The numbers were a little misleading on Tyrod Taylor. He could be better, but still, 5-4 and four in the middle of the playoff race. Live pull your quarterback? And uh, it really blew up in their face. For the Chiefs on the other side, right now they look like the Vikings of last year getting off to a 5-0 start and now falling towards five hundred. Uh, the Chiefs, I think, have just gotten a little bland offensively. Uh, the teams have caught up to them, what they were doing at the start of the year, and now they have to continue to stay ahead of the opposing defenses. It's like, it looks like they've been solved. They've gotten uh, stale. They've gotten uh, plain. they got to continue to mix it up with their pre-stamp motion and all the little trickery that uh, Andy Reid does because that little option uh, shuffle pass to Travis Kelsey can only work so many times if you have to stop running the same place.
0: <clears throat> Time for the end of our radio program, Luke. Uh, there you go. You're, we're back on schedule. Your <laughs> game of the day, I, I think you and I both agree with the game of the day, so we're going to skip that and go to your sleeper game. Is there one I'll say, uh, you know, I'll say
1: Dolphins, Patriots, only because the Dolphins in the offseason said they would, one of their players so they would sweep the Patriots this year. So let's see what they're made of.
0: All right. I, I, I like that. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Cleveland, Cincinnati. I think Cleveland gets their first win. Uh,
1: you know what? I could actually see that.
0: Your game to watch golf during. There's no live golf, but your game to watch golf during
1: so many other ones so it's just about everything we didn't talk about I'll say uh, Broncos Raiders those
0: two teams are boring to me right now Eagles Bears yeah. Eagles first team to 10 wins that's also my survivor game your survivor game I'll say
1: yeah just to be different from you I'll say uh, Titans win at the Colts
0: your uh, player to watch today
1: now I'll go with Andy Reid. He's got to try to find a way to get that offense back on track for the Chiefs to save their season.
0: The people of Los Angeles, California. Can, can you please show up? Yes. Can you really please show up? Support your good team. There you go. Luke, it's always a pleasure.
1: The pleasure is all mine.
0: Have a great football Sunday, everybody. Enjoy.